right, this morning we are going to have our annual State of the Church address uh, once a year and only once a year. I will preach this message. It's really not a sermon. It is more of a, just kind of a rumination, just kind of a looking back, but also it's a word of anticipation of moving forward where we see the Lord leading us uh, in 2014 and beyond. As I was uh, worshiping the Lord with you, I, I just sense in my spirit that 2014 uh, may be the best year that Great Hills Baptist Church has ever experienced in 63 years of being in existence. Now, I don't say that lightly because I know Great Hills has had some marvelous, majestic, amazing, and wonderful years. However, I just sense in my heart that God is moving upon the nations of this world. I also believe that, that God is getting ready to uh, do amazing things in this country. One of the things that God has really been impressing upon my heart is to be more affirming and encouraging and more of a blessing. I have no problems being prophetic and speaking difficult words and challenging you and challenging me. And yet, I don't know, I'm turning 50 this year. That's a big, that's a big deal for this gray-headed preacher. I'm, I'm turning 50. And as I'm um, reaching that, that plateau, that I, I'm, I'm becoming more reflective and I'm thinking... God, I want to do a better job. I want to be a better pastor, a better preacher. I want to be more encouraging. I want to be an, a bit better an evangelist and a witness for you. And so you're going to hear me a lot throughout this year. In fact, if a couple of weeks go by and you don't hear me saying something like this, then you need to remind me and say, Preacher, remember when you talked about blessing us and encouraging us? I, I really want to do that. Speaking of blessing, I, I want to bless and honor a, a family that's here today. Uh, James and Alicia, uh, Frank, and their two sons are sitting right here. They're, they're sitting right here. He is a representative here in the great state of Texas. And so this is a man who loves God and loves his family. Uh, his, he has, how many brothers do you have, brother? Three brothers. The, the, the Franks, they, they're amazing people. One of them's a pastor at Biltmore Baptist Church there in North Carolina. Another one is an executive pastor in Tulsa. And the other one is, I'm not sure where he is or what he does, but if he's anything like his three brothers, he's tall, dark, handsome. He, some people just get the whole package deal. So I'm going to ask you, brother, would you stand up and let us honor you and welcome you? All right, family, won't you all go ahead and stand up? There we go. Amen. God bless them. Amen. Sweet. Serves the Lord, represents us uh, wonderfully, and so we honor him. So, you see what I'm saying? I'm practicing what I'm preaching. Blessing and honor and encouragement. I really want to do a, a better job of that this year. Okay, here's the verse I want you to look at with me this morning as we look at this state of the church uh, message. This is called a priestly blessing in the book of Numbers where the scripture says, The Lord bless you. And keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and may the Lord give you shalom. May he give you peace. And so sprinkle throughout the year, this year, here at Great Hills, uh, we're going to be talking about this. We're going to be talking about blessing and encouragement and edification and building people up in their faith, in their families, in their businesses and whatever they, and whatever they do. Listen, if you're a guest here today, by the way, we're thrilled that you are here. I, I want to take a moment and just honor you and say, may God bless you. 
I've spoken to many people on the phone this week, and many people are moving to Austin at about 150 people, um, uh, uh, either, what is it, a, a month, I think? Is it a day? A day! 150 people a day are moving into uh, our state. And can you blame them? Amen. What a great state. What a great city. And uh, so we welcome you. If you're a guest, I know I've spoken to many of you. You've moved into the city. You're looking for a church home. And if God so leads you, we would be honored to have you come and be a part of this church. You say, well, tell me about this church. Who is, what is, Great Hills Baptist Church, the Radiant Church? When anybody asks you that or they ask me that, what, what is it that you would say? How do you respond? How do you uh, reply? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at three questions and seek to give three answers. And the first one is, uh, who are we? Uh, number two, where have we been in 2013? What have we been doing? How have we been spending our time and our energies and our monies? And what have we done in this past year? And then finally, where are we going? Where do we see us heading in 2014 uh, and beyond. So question number one, who are we? Well, we are a 63-year-old church that meets at uh, uh, 10,500 Jollyville. That's where we meet collectively, but we are scattered all over uh, the great city of Austin. In fact, we have people north, south, east, and west that make their way to this regional church, and they come, and they gather, and they worship, and then they scatter, and they go and live their lives and and serve the Lord in their communities. Uh, many of you know our motif, some of our core values as a church is, and our goal is to be a radiant church. I love this passage of Scripture, and you've heard me mention it many times. I want to mention it again. It says, and to present her to himself as a endoxa. Endoxa, the, the, the root word doxa is where we get the English word doxology. It means, it means praise. That God would help us so that we would be presented to Him as a place of praise, a place of radiance, a place of shining, a place of brightness, a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. As a radiant church, our desire is to be a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church that gathers together corporately as a body of Christ. Now, I've made some decisions that have been very, very costly in my life, and especially here in this church. One of the decisions I made three and a half years ago that has cost me dearly, however, I really believe it was from God. Have you ever noticed that sometimes God asks you to do the hard thing? It's not necessarily bad or wrong, it's just hard. Have you ever noticed that? And sometimes it just takes courage and it takes ability to say, okay, God, you've given me this vision, you've given me this word. And, and here's the statement. We are a multi-generational church. If you notice this morning, there are some gray-headed people sitting next to you. Okay? In fact, there's a gray-headed guy speaking to you even now. And the teenagers are in the house, and the children are in the house, and we have become a great anomaly in Southern Baptist Zion and in evangelical Christendom all over America because the, the, the thing to do now is take all the old folks and put them over here and let them sing a bunch of, uh, of older songs and traditional songs. Just keep them quiet. And just as long as they give their money, they're okay. Just keep them over there, okay? And then we want to take the younger folks and put them over here with smoke and mirrors and bands and jamming out. And just and bless their hearts and help, hope they make it too. But never shall the twain meet, okay? Have you noticed 
that we have now become this multi-generational church where the old learn from the young and the young learn from the old. And I'll tell you what, when we get to heaven, God's not going to say, okay, some of you folks live to be 100, get over here in eternity, and the rest of you that died at an early age, you're still kind of young. You get over here, and, and all you Baptists over here, and you Methodists over here, and you Presbyterians over here, and you go over here. Nope, 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 we're all going to be in the family of God in heaven, so why don't we represent a little bit of that here on earth? And so we're here together as a body of Christ, okay, a multi-generational, multi Have you noticed there's some people that don't look like you sitting next to you? we got a bunch of folks from different places on the planet. And I just want you to know, I love that. I, I'm going to eat lunch today with an Indian family and just love this family. And they're having a, we're, we're taking a team that's going over to their part of the world in a few weeks. And they're hosting us over to their home for lunch. What a marvelous thing. I love what God has done and what God is doing in this multi-generational, multi-ethnic family. A radiant church. As a radiant church, we want to do three things and we want to do these three things very well. We want to worship God. We want to shine upward in our worship so that our worship is, oh, it's, it's intense and it's, it's honoring to God. And, and we want to worship Him collectively as a body of Christ. And we want to worship Him individually in our quiet times, in our devotional times, in our family times, and wherever we are. We are a people who are worshiping God with passion. Now, that is one of our core values. That is who we are as a church. We make much ado about Jesus and about worship. Worship that's not performance-oriented, but worship that is praise-oriented. And there is a very, very big difference about that. Uh, my job is not to entertain you. My job is not to... And neither is the job of these people up here earlier. Their job is not to please you. Their job is to help you worship God. That is a radical change from most of Christendom today. Most of Christendom comes, they sit, they soak, you entertain me, and then that's, that's my day. No, 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 not at all. Our job, if we really do our job, is we're leading you to worship Jesus, and it changes you, and you leave this place, you, you, you walk out and you go, I've been changed by the power of God, and I'm going to live a life that is pleasing unto Him. Now, I know it's a, that's a major shift in many people's minds. To come to church to be entertained, no, we come to church to worship, all right? Number two, we want to shine inwardly in discipleship. And the way we do that is we study God's Word. We study His Word corporately. We study His Word privately. We study His Word in Bible, Bible studies, small groups. We study His Word in, in men's ministries, women's ministries. We make much to do about the Scriptures, about God's Word. And so... Um, and that's why I feel a little guilty even sharing this with y'all today because this is not a biblical, exegetical, expositional message. But uh, forgive me for today because next week we're going to do what God's called me to do, and that is preach God's, preach God's Word. But I do think it's important just to remind you who we are. Who are we? We're a radiant church. shines upward in worship, inward in our discipleship and in our teaching. And then thirdly, we shine outward in evangelism and missions. And by that, I simply mean we, we tell our neighbors, we tell the nations that there is hope, that there is a God who has invaded our night, and He has brought radiance and joy. And so that's, that's who we are as a church. We share that either with our neighbor, with the nations, across the street, across the world. That's who we are as a, as a radiant church. 
Now, that's on a macro level. But let, let me tell you how we're trying to do this on a micro level. We have this acrostic called IKEA. I-K-E-A. And, and what we're trying to do as a church family is we're trying to move you towards a place of maturity. We want to take you from salvation to service. We want there to be alacrity. We want there to be an eagerness and a movement, a flow, a fluidity in our Christianity. We want to take someone right where they are. Okay, For, for example, we'll start with I. I is for information. We want to take people exactly where they are. And they may be far from God, or they may be drawing near to God, or wherever they are on their spiritual um, on their spiritual line, we want to help move them. And so we share information. We talk to people about the Lord. We talk to people about our church. We encourage people. We invite people. We say, hey, we want you to come and be a part of what God is doing uh, here at Great Hills. And so I, I'm very encouraged by what I see our church as we are becoming known as a very friendly, outgoing church so that if you were to make your way here, there's a very good possibility that you will feel welcome, that someone will reach out to you. We will share basic, rudiment information about Christ, about our church, and that's, that's important. The second is knowledge. Knowledge is where we take those who believe or take those who be- want to become members of our church, and we start moving them along from salvation. We start moving them along to, to the growing in their walk with God. And we do this in a number of ways. We hope to preach God's Word to teach you so that you grow. We hope to get you in a small group Bible study or a small group ministry. We, we have a foundations class where we take new believers. We have a church at Great Hills class where we take all those who are interested in, in being a member of our church. And so what we're trying to do is move out of the infor- informational realm, the cerebral realm, the, just this cognitive realm, okay? And we want to move you to a deeper knowledge, to a deeper understanding of the Christian life, the Christian faith, our church, our DNA, how we operate. And so there really is a method to our madness. And what we want to do is we want to take you where, we, where you are and we want to begin to move you along. And thirdly, we want to move you to the place of engagement. Engagement is where, it's where it starts to get exciting. Engagement is where you, you get off of the, the stands, the grandstands, and you start making your way to the playing field so that now... You're beginning to use your gifts, you're beginning to use your abilities, and you're beginning to serve. I had lunch with one of our uh, new deacons the other day, well, now it's been a couple months ago, and we were having a great time, and I thoroughly enjoyed going out to lunch with all of our deacons. Man, we got a lot of deacons. I love it. It's a lot of lunches, and uh, it's fun meeting with our deacons one-on-one, just talking to them, praying with them, encouraging them, letting them know how much I love them, I enjoy serving them as their pastor, and it is so reciprocal. I get such a blessing from them. And and this particular deacon, not to mention any names, but Ken Cotton and I were talking, and and he says, Pastor, I want to come to your new members class and find out what in the world are you teaching those people? And I got a little nervous. I thought, oh, goodness, Ken's upset with me. And he's he's about to tell me, I don't like at all what you're doing. But I just said, okay, well, what do you mean? He said, man, these new members are serving in our church. He said, what are you telling them? Because all these new members come, and they are involved, and they are serving. They are greeters. They're becoming involved in various uh, ministries of the church. And I said, oh, that. I said, well, here's what I tell them. I said, if God's led you to Great Hills Baptist Church, He has not led you to sit, sour, and soak 
He has led you to serve. He has led you to get involved and serve. He has led you to give your tithes and offerings. And he has led you to promote unity here at Great Hills. And so that's what we want to do. We want to move you from a place of just sitting to a place of standing to a place of walking. And that's really what engagement is. That is where you begin to use your spiritual gifts. And finally, we want to help you so that you become an advocate. I love this word, advocacy. It reminds me of the word fan or a fanatic. Somebody who is at the point where no, you're no longer you know, sitting, you're no longer even standing, and you're no longer even walking, but now you are sprinting with God in your spiritual walk. And so that you, man, you are just so on fire for Christ, and you so much love Him, and you so much love our church, that you're a bona fide fan. And whenever you go and wherever you go, you're, you're bragging on Christ and you're bragging on what God's doing here at Great Hills. And that's the end game. Now, hey, we need a team to go to Russia or we need a team to go to the Ukraine or we need a team to go to India. Well, that's when the fans get up. That's when the advocates get up and they say, here am I, send me. Because you have taken me from this embryonic, basic Christianity and I have followed your path and you have poured into me and you have developed me and you've held me accountable and you've challenged me and now glory to God. I'm no longer sitting. I'm no longer soaking it all up. But now I'm moving and I'm walking with God and I'm, I'm running with God. That is the end game. Now having said that, having said that, I know that within the heart of my hearts that that is not for everybody. It's not. Oh, I wish it was for everybody. But reality is, it's not. You say, well, if that's not the reality, then why do you keep focusing on it? Well, here, here, it's what I want us to be. I want us to be to the point that we're all fans, that we're all advocates, that we all are moving and fluid, and there's, and there's joy, and there's service, and there's giving, and there's going, there's praying, and there's serving. That is my heart. I tell you guys, I don't, I don't know how many more years God will give us here on this earth, but wouldn't it? Mm, 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 I didn't think about saying this. I'm about to say it. Ooh, I'm so glad I just thought of this. Let me, let me tell you this. When you die and you stand before God, do you want to go into heaven sitting? Do you want to go into heaven standing? Do you want to go into heaven walking? Or do you want to run into the arms of Jesus? That's what I want. And I want a whole band of us. I want a whole group of us going. Now, some of y'all are looking at me like, dude, calm down. That's, that's too much for me. My Christianity, based, it's based on one hour of going and being entertained and then going and living my life the way I want to live it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Don't sell yourself so short. Man, drink it in. Serve God. I mean, it's the hardest thing, but it's the most amazing thing. This is a little bit about who, who we are. It's a little bit also about who I am. Our goal is to make disciples of Jesus who will go and make other disciples of Jesus so that when Jesus comes or Jesus takes us home, we are filled, we are filled, we are fulfilled, we are joyous, and man, in our walk with Him, we are flourishing, we are radiant, we are shining, we are bright. Man, we're not going to fizzle out, but we're just going to max out 
until God takes us home. This is who I am. This is my joy. This is what I want us to do. This is who I want us to become. Okay, where have we been? What have we been doing over the last 12 months? Well, we've been doing a lot. In fact, we've been all over the world. As I remember December the 8th, just a few weeks ago, many of you stood on the platform with me and you preached a great sermon. You gave testimony as to the places that God has led you in our city, in our state, in our nation, and in our world. And it makes me so very, very proud. I, I can't tell you how proud it makes me as your pastor, as your under-shepherd, as your servant, to watch you grow and to watch you share your faith. And I, I got an email from uh, Caroline this week, one of our senior saints, and she said, Pastor, I invited my waitress to church, and, and I think she just might come. She's new to the city, and, and I've invited her and her precious child, and, and they may come and visit with us at Great Hills. Oh, I tell you, that just gives me so much joy to hear that you're doing things like that. Well, what are some of the things we've done in 2013? Well, first of all, we've launched a marriage ministry called Thrive. One of the things we're trying to do at Great Hills is to encourage those of you that are married that God would help you and bless you. And so you're going to see different events, different things throughout 14 that we're going to come alongside you and help build you up in your, in your marriage relationship with your spouse. The next thing we've done, and not many people know about this, but we have an amazing ministry called Radiant Friends. It's where those who have Alzheimer's come to Great Hills. No, I'm serious. Every Tuesday, we have a lot of Alzheimer's patients come to our church, and we have a whole team of our people who serve them, love them, play games with them, feed them, and their caretakers go and have about five hours of being just giving them some downtime, just allowing them to rest because they know Great Hills has a group of people who are loving. And this is dear to my heart because my mom suffers from this horrible disease and so when I walk by there on Tuesdays or I go by there and have lunch with them sometimes it's so sweet those are the kind of things that excite me those are the kind of things that don't make the news they don't make the bulletin that much but those are the kind of things like our widow's ministry that I think Jesus takes a special notice of some other things we did in 2013 the My Hope America with Billy Graham fantastic so many of you participated in that and I thank you our Explore God initiative uh, those eight, nine weeks of apologetics that culminated in Ken Ham coming to Great Hills did a fabulous job. Those are just some of the highlights. Those are some of the things that we were able to do uh, this past year. I think about our, uh, uh, that we established this long-term ministry to help couples and singles uh, in their finances. Uh, we have many who have gone through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. We're about to start a, a new uh, study. And so these are fun things that I'm seeing that our church is doing in our children's ministry, our preschool ministry. I think about that we call them our radiant kids. And they're continuing to grow in their relationship with the Lord. Many of them are going out on mission trips. And I think about our students and how they are growing in the Lord. And, and I just got to brag on our teenagers for just a moment. You know, a lot of times when you lose your pastor, when you lose your student pastor, for example... Most of the time, the, the student ministry just falls apart. But thanks to God, thanks to Chad Hampton, and by the way, Chad did something that, just, that is so amazing. He built his ministry on Jesus, not on Chad. You know, if God takes me home and God calls me on to heaven, 
I hope that Great Hills Baptist Church doesn't miss a beat because it wasn't about Brother Danny in the first place. Now, I know that's a change. I know that's a massive difference in the hero worship and the things that most of Christendom does. But I'm telling you guys, it's not about me. It's about Christ. And Chad has given us a great example of building the ministry on Jesus, pouring into our students, and pouring into our adult leaders. And they haven't missed a beat. In fact, they have as many today as they did months ago when Chad was here. Guys, that is a, that is a powerful thing. And I'm, I'm excited about that. And, and they've got some great things lined up for the year. And um, we just got some great students. I'm just not kidding you. All right, some other things we've done in the past uh, 12 months. You know how much money you gave last year? Some of you are looking at me, well, not much, Brother Dan, not much. <laughs> Woo, were y'all here last week? Good night. I tell you, I didn't know if I was going to get uh, an amen or a termination after that sermon. I'm telling you, I, that was some kind of sermon that guy was preaching on giving. And what a wonderful message it was. But you know how much money you gave last How about $4.7 million dollars? That's how much money you gave. Somebody was tithing. Somebody was giving. $50,000 a month went to pay for our mortgage, to pay for our, our house. $600,000 of that four point seven dollars was given to missions. That's over 12% of what we brought in was given to missions. Not many people know that. And I'm, I'm here to brag on you. I'm here to share that with you. Because sometimes we think, well, Great Hills, you know, we only give a couple of percent. No, $600,000 went to missions. And that, it's one thing to say you're a radiant church. It's another thing to give like you are a, a radiant church. So I thank you. Another thing we were able to do this past, uh, this past year is we were able to adopt our unengaged, unreached people group in India. We have taken multiple trips. In fact, in a few weeks, I'm about to go back over there, and we are serving. We're pouring our lives into this group of people to see them reach with the gospel. We also took on the city of Toronto, Canada, which God is doing an amazing work there. We're pouring a lot of money and time into the state of Rhode Island, a church that is up there in Providence, Rhode Island. And I could go on and on and on about who we are and where we've been, but let me take the next few minutes and tell you with great excitement where I see us going uh, in 2014. Uh, I want to show you the following scriptural and geographical places that I see Great Hills going in the next few months. Okay. Starting next Sunday, uh, we are going to the Bible and we're going to study the book of Revelation. And I don't know how long this is going to take us. Jesus could come back and we would still be in the book of Revelation. No, no, I'm serious. We are going to study this and it's going to be in-depth, it's going to be intense, but it's also going to be incredibly encouraging. Jesus said, Revelation 1-7, And he also said in Revelation chapter 22, verse 7, Revelation 1, 3, if you will read, if you will listen, if you will obey this book, then I will bless you. That's that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about 2014 is because as I preach the book of Revelation, and it doesn't matter who preaches the book of Revelation, but if you preach it, God's just going to bless you. I'm telling you, Great Hills, this time next year, I want you to notice how many more people we have in church, 
how much more money we have in church, how much more joyful we are in church. I don't want you, I'm serious, mark it down. In 12 months of preaching the book of Revelation, watch what God is going to do in this church. Now, I know what you're thinking. Some of you are thinking, dude, all that judgment and bowls and trumpets and fire and antichrist and all that. No, people, we don't want to hear that. That scares the ibbie-jibbies out of me, Pastor. We don't want to hear that stuff. No, 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 no. People really want to hear this stuff. And I'm going, I tell you, I'll take 45 minutes and preach on Revelation 1-1 next Sunday, and that's it. That's as far as we'll get. Thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> but it's intense, and I'm so excited. I'm so very much looking forward to doing that. I'm also going to continue teaching every Thursday morning until we finish our class on systematic theology. I spent an hour Thursday morning teaching on hamartiology. Hamartiology. If you know what that means, raise your hand. Whoop! Yeah, yeah! Do you see all those hands raised? You know why? Because they were in the class. And they know what that means. That is the study of, of sin. And so every Thursday morning for an hour, I'm just going to pour myself into you and teach you the major, massive, awesome doctrines of the Orthodox faith. Okay? All right, that's some of the places we're going. Number one. We're also going to have some incredible people come and share with us, and I'm very excited about this. Charles Lowry is one of the funniest, amazing men you'll ever... He's going to come speak to us here in a few weeks, and, and I'm looking forward to him coming. The authors of the Insanity of God book, uh, the Ripkins, are going to come spend two days with us here at Great Hills. We're very much looking forward to that in 2014. Number two, we're going to continue our efforts with all that is within us to take this gospel to this city, and to the nations of this world. It is imperative that we do this. You say, why would we do this? It's, it's, it has something to do with the Great Commission. And so we're going to go to India. We're going to go back to cities like Toronto. We're going to stay here in Austin. We're going to do all that we can to reach as many people as we can with the gospel. And I'm serious, guys. In that country of India, over a billion people... And the vast, vast majority of them are, they have no knowledge of Jesus. If they do, then they put Jesus in one of the 330 million other gods and goddesses that permeate that land. And so we're going and we're helping start a church planting revolution movement among this particular people group. And I just want you to know that that's something that you ought to be very proud of and very excited about. Because that is Great Hills, which I believe is when we're at our finest when we do that. Number three, we're going to continue in 2013 to, uh, to give, to sacrifice, and to pay off uh, our, our, our bills and our indebtedness. You know, last year, about this time, in fact, it was about this time, uh, we retired the, the smaller $1.3 million note. And that's exciting. Now we're, we're at the big one now. There's, it's a $5.4 million on our debt right now. That is, if we wait till 2020, if we try to pay it off early, it's a little over $7 million because of the penalty that we have. And by the way, I'm, I'm sharing this with you, and I want to share a whole lot more about this with you in the coming weeks and months because I'm meeting with a group of guys in our church. There are about 12, 14 laymen. In our church, we've already met a couple times. We're about to meet again here in a few weeks. Um, Ernie Woodby and Andy Spencer are the chairman of this team. 
And these are some good, godly, smart men. These are men who know a whole lot more than I do about money and about finances. And so I pulled them together and I said, what should we do at Great Hills Baptist Church? What's the best thing we need to do with all of this property God has given us? With all of this resources that God has given us? What is the best way for us to pay it off? Listen carefully. So that we can give more money to missions and plant more churches. And so these men are putting their minds together... And they're going to make a decision. And when they make that decision, I'm going to tell you what that decision is. And it's going to be good. And I have no idea what it is. But it's going to be massive. I believe in my spirit it's going to be major. It's going to, it's going to bring about some changes in our church. And I'm excited about it. I don't, I don't know how, all how this is going to go down, but uh, if you don't uh, like it, blame it on those men. Amen. Thank you, brother. Where are you, Andy? Thank you, brother. Ernie. All right. Um, you know, again, I just got to brag on our church. Last year, in the midst of bringing in $4.7 million, we were able to bring in these LED lights. We were able to, um, to, to buy brand new, two brand new soundboards at $50,000 a piece. We were able to do a lot of neat, exciting things within our sanctuary to make it more aesthetically appealing. And we're still working on that. we still got some ways to go. But I just had to give a shout-out to you and thank you for doing that. And by the way, coming up in the next few weeks, if not months, there are two major things we're going to have to do in our church. We're going to have to spend about thirty dollars to $40,000. <laughs> Can I tell you all something that's funny? When you got a big house, everything costs a lot. You ever notice that? And you got a big house... To restripe our parking lots is going to cost us about $40,000. Just to put paint on, to get it up to code. Also, we're going to spend about $50,000 on a preschool, a playground that we do not have, but we put it in the budget because we want a sweet environment and a place, safe place for our children to be able to play uh, here on campus. So that's coming this, this year. Uh, fifth, as we're planning some new ministries. And, and they, a lot of these are in your, your bulletin, such as the Truth Project that will start January 26, an apologetic ministry. Uh, we're also going to start, in the next few weeks, you're going to hear a lot about this ministry called Reproducing Disciples. Reproducing Disciples, I know it's 1215, and I'm, I'm almost done, okay? Just, just, just stay with me, and then we will, uh, uh, we're going to do something, aren't we? Yeah, anybody out there? Anybody? Give me a thumbs up. Good, good. I like that. What, somebody said what? All right. Come now, y'all making me proud. You're making me happy. Some of y'all going, what's up? I have no idea what this and God it means. It's for me to know and you to find out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. You'll, you'll see it. You'll see it. Um. Reproducing Disciples, it's a holistic evangelism discipleship ministry where we're going to gather together as teams and we're going out into the city of Austin and we're going to lead people to Jesus and then we're going to go back for about six or seven weeks in their home and disciple them. There's a sweet dear couple in our church, the Campbells, who've been doing this. Over the last 12 months, they've led about 250 Austinites to Christ. And they are discipling them. And we are going to get to join them, which is going to be really cool. 
but it's going to be different. I'm not going to stand up and say, y'all come. Everybody come on, show up, and we're going to go. No, no, this is different. I actually want the Holy Spirit to speak to the people he wants to come. Because this is not for everybody. Okay, This is for those of you that are going to take the Great Commission seriously, and you're really going to go out and pour into people's lives and disciple them in their homes, making disciples who make disciples. I am so jacked up about that, I, I just can't hardly stand it. it for an hour, uh, Fred shared with our deacons on Friday night, right here, Friday night, fantastic. And I think our deacons and our wives, I think they're very excited about this as well. Again, it's not for everybody, and you're not going to hear me stand up and say, man, we need 800 people to go out on this. No, I'd be happy if God just raised up eight. I mean, really. If those are the ones that are going to come and do it and stay with it, then I want you to come and help us as we go and make disciples who make disciples. Okay, um, that's, that's a little bit of who we are. That's a little bit of um, where we've been and a little bit as to where uh, we are going. And I just want you to know, church family, I am, well, I, just, I, don't, I, don't have it, I don't think I've said this yet since being your pastor in three and a half years. But I just sense in my spirit that God's going to shake this place and it's going to be amazing. And I'm serious, in 12 months, I want you all to look around at the number of people and the things that God is doing at Great Hills after having studied Revelation and after having in, in, involved ourselves in a lot of these things. You may be here today and you say, well, Pastor, I, I appreciate you sharing that, but man, let's go to first things first. I just need the basic axiom of the, of the Christian faith is I need a relationship with God. I mean, I, I, need to, I need him. And if you're here today and you realize that, then that means the Holy Spirit of God has spoken to you and he's drawing you into a relationship with himself. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Everlasting life. And verse 17 says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him might be saved. And if you're here today or if you're listening on live stream or television or if you're sitting right over here and you've never invited Christ in your life, you've never one time committed yourself to him, surrendered your will to him, I invite you to do that today. Don't wait. Don't delay. The Bible says if you'll repent of your sins, turn to Christ in faith, he will save you. He will change you. Watch this. He will take you right where you are. He will pull you up. And he will start you on this amazing journey toward maturity so that when he comes again or, that, or when you die, you move into his presence and you're filled with his spirit and you spend eternity with him in heaven. Some of you are here today, and I, and I know this because I've talked to you on the phone. You're genuinely praying about making Great Hills Baptist Church your church home. You've moved from different places in the city, uh, the state, different places in the country, and I hope that you've heard my heart today. This is a little bit of who we are. And if God so leads you, I want you to know we'd be honored, honored to have you come. And what I want to ask you to do is next Sunday, immediately after the service, we'll have a lunch for you. And then I will share with you what it means to be a member uh, here at, at Great Hills Baptist Church. So that's it. I'm about to dismiss you, okay? I'm about to stand. Well, I am standing, amen. Uh, I know it's not much, but I am standing, amen. <laughs> Um, 
Many of you came a moment ago in our invitation, and you prayed, and you were prayed for, and I'm so thrilled. If you're here today, though, and you say, man, I need Christ, and I need the Lord in my life, then we're going to be available to you. My wife and I and others will be standing in the foyer. We would invite you to come. Let us share with you. Let us talk with you. And so uh, I'm just, I don't know, I'm just optimistic. I'm just excited about what God is doing and what God is about to do at Great Hills Baptist Church. Is everybody okay? Let me just do a pulse check here. Everybody, huh, 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 you good? All right, good, good. Super. Terry, are you in the house? Come on up here, Brother Terry. Bring your friends with you, too. Be good. All right. All right. Okay. Um, when you stand, those of you that read, y'all know what to do? Y'all know what to do? Help us out? Okay, let me let, me let y'all in on the secret. I, I know some of y'all are saying, you need to tell me what you're thinking about. Okay, here's what I'm talking about. Research has shown that when a guest visits your church, they make a determination whether they're going to return or not based on the last 10 minutes they are on campus. Did you know that? In other words, in a, in a moment when we stand and dismissed, I've never seen Baptists move so fast. Boom! Y'all, y'all sprint. You're like, I got to eat. I'm famished. I got to go eat. And, and when you do that, all those guests that God brought us are like, whoa, hey, you know, what's up? What's up? That actually happened to me two weeks ago. It was, it was amazing. I was a first-time guest, and one person spoke to me. One person spoke, and I was the guy that closed the whole church in prayer. It was, it was fascinating. And so, um, I, <laughs> I know. It is funny, isn't it, Jared? Um, so what, what the deal is, is our people, we, we just want to try to make a habit of, instead of sprinting, now some of y'all got to go to the bathroom, I get that, go, man, go. Some of you got children, go, go do that. But the remainder of you, if you would, as you can, after Terry leads us in this song, just hang around, just reach out to somebody, you may want to invite them to lunch, just love on one another, and Ashley and I will meet you in the back. So let's go ahead and stand, Terry, what we're singing. You got it? All right, let's do it, let's sing. <laughs> 